Three, two, one, roll the footage! Welcome back, everybody, to the Strategy Sprints podcast. I'm your host, Simon Severino, and my guest today is recognized as one of the top customer generators in the world, specializing in the financial services space. Today, he runs a profitable uh, set of websites that combined reach millions of buyers every month and drive 4,000 inbound calls every day. He is, has many words as an entrepreneur and he is a keynote speaker all around the globe. His Instagram is on fire, people. Welcome, everybody. Anthony Sarandea. What's up, brother? How are you? So cool to have you here. And we will deep dive into very relevant topics. Sure. The only resource that no entrepreneur can make more of. Time. How can we use time wisely as entrepreneurs? Yeah, I'd say, you know, the, the thing that, that's changed my life recently most has been, uh, and it sounds so simple, but a morning and a night routine. And um, with that, I think comes deliberate use of your work daytime, but also your lifetime, right? So every, every morning I'll spend time, even if it's journaling or, you know, people call, there's this, you know, term meditation, but really it's, it's, in my opinion, meditation is reflection. So it's reflecting on, okay, what do I have today? What's, what am I grateful for today? What do I have coming up? What shouldn't be on my schedule today? Uh, and, and I'll even go the night before. I have, I've, gotten, I've gotten less, uh, I, I guess, more ruthless on my, on my schedule. So the night before, I'll look at, at my calendar for the next day and I'll say, these three things shouldn't be on there. I don't feel like doing them. Cut them, cut them, cut them, cut them. And um, I think I think getting really good at auditing your schedule and saying, do these things like for me, I'm like, can these dramatically move the business in the right direction or are they are they good to do or are they great to do? Um, and if they're just good to do, cut them. And if they're great to do, keep them. And, um, you know, I think I think that strategy for me has allowed me to force me one to get better at delegating. Uh, has forced me to make sure I'm hiring only a players on the team, because if I'm going to say, hey, you do this. And have full trust and, and not be involved. I, I, you know, that that controller, the control aspect of an entrepreneur. Um, I had to hire people that I thought were better than me at things, or pretty darn close. So, um, you know, hiring a players, a morning routine, uh, a nighttime routine, reviewing on what's good, uh, and and really that 15 minute blocks in the morning and the evening have allowed me to dramatically engineer my day and what I'm doing with it and the time I'm spending. And I'm actually getting more done working less because it's forced me again to hire a players, uh, remove things that I shouldn't be doing on my schedule, spend time on things that I'm great at and that I know move the business very far. Um, and, and it's allowed us to exponentially grow and it's allowed me to be exponentially happier uh, in the process. Wow, there is so much to unpack here. We have started full throttle already. So the day of Anthony Zarantino starts the evening before where he goes through his possible commitments and then picks three for the next day and these three will be the most important three i have a similar i do exactly the same thing in asana in my project management system yes. and i have I'm only a list of i have only one list i learned this from gtd it's the project list just 10 projects and then there is another list called next actions with whatever i should do next to move these 10 things Forward, it's on there and from these three I just pick three and 
they get started and that's what I do the next day. Beautiful. And, you know, I think a lot of times, like even project management systems, uh, people or myself get overwhelmed because then I've got email one inbox, email two inbox, Slack, this, this, like I literally piece of paper, write it down, notebook. This thing comes with me all the time. I've got about 50 of them and I'll just write down my to do's. I'll start crossing them off or I'll move them, like you said, to a project management system or this or this. But really, I've got one, two, three, four things that haven't been crossed off that I'm going to do today. And I literally it's just on a piece of paper, notebook right next to me. So I've really worked on dumbing down my technology and I'm in the tech space. I'm in the marketing space. I work online. So I've really resorted back to, again, 15 minutes in the morning, no technology, no anything, no any, anybody, no distractions, just me and a piece of paper and a pen uh, the evening. And then I, this is my notebook around me all day long. So I've actually detect my life more and more because I've found it. I was so cluttered with all these tools that were so exciting and beautiful and do so many great things. And they really do. But I started saying, you know, really, what am I great at for me? It's, you know, it's selling and okay. How do I make sure I'm selling all, and what do I love doing selling? So what, how do I make sure I'm selling all day long? Anything outside of that, I need to delegate. I need to get off my plate. I need to get rid of, I shouldn't be doing at all. And, uh, and, and yeah, man. So it's, it's really, you know, it's, it's, it's been pulling off the actually all this beautiful technology that that's involved today. And I've, I've tried to have less and less of it in my life um, and it's allowed me to be more and more efficient when I do use it. So he has his top three and the next day when he wakes up, he has his routine. Do you wake up always the same time or different times? You know, I try, I try and get very consistent on the same time. Um, I'm trying to get consistent on the same time. Uh, I'm not like a stickler around it, but I am a stickler around, you know, 30 minutes before my first call or my first meeting. I'm out of bed. I'm up and ready by that time. And at a minimum, sometimes I like an hour, but even if it's 30 minutes, and like I said, it's just, it's just that reflection time. And it's uh, really spent a lot of time uh, in gratitude too, being grateful. And I think you attract more in your life when you're focused on the good already happening. And, and I know that sounds like a very hippie voodoo-ish thing, but it, I, I found it to be true. And I think a lot of us wake up with, okay, oh God, I've got meeting one, two, three, four, five. I'm a little stressed because I get that one meeting at four. I'm not too excited about. And then I have my in- emails, I have 200 emails to spend the week. Like they wake up like that and look at the tone you're setting for the day when you wake up like that. You're in a rush and you're stressed all day long as opposed to waking up in the morning. And even if you have all that, and even you can get to that, but even for the first 15 minutes, 15, 30 minutes of your day, your thought process around, wow, I'm excited for this. Holy cow, yesterday was great because of this. This is going great in my life. This is going great, and all these, these, those. You're you're essentially reminding yourself of these wins in your life, and uh, and and from there, I, I think I think you you know you start you you start the day on, on the right tone, and your first call is in the right way. Your first meeting with the team is in the right way, and it's not in this it reactive state. It's it, it it's much much more productive, in my opinion. There is so much relevance in this, the energy level, because many. When they think productivity, they think it's about pushing as much tasks into one hour as possibly, and then maybe even doing shortcuts. Or you, you hear all these hacks, but on the other side, it's really about managing your energy. If yeah. you are in a good state of energy, you are present, you are aware, you are polite, you are fun to be around. Yes. And whatever needs to, whatever it needs to be decided. You will decide it because you will be capable of deciding it and whatever needs to be done will pop up in your mind right yeah and you know i, I look at it as unleaded fuel versus premium fuel at least here in the states i don't know what you guys have in australia but but uh for uh, you know for us you know 
unleaded fuel, a lot of people tell me, they go, I get a lot done under pressure, under stress. And I, I really challenge that because, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you do well under pressure and stress. And I'm not saying you should you should adopt a different mindset, but I bet you do even better under uh, when you're excited about something, when, when you're when you're calm around it. That doesn't mean low energy. Calm and low energy are, 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 are you know, are, do, do not have to go hand in hand. Like if you ever look at somebody when they're in, you know, the, the zone or a flow state. I look at look at that as it's a high energy state. It really is. You're in flow state, but you're very dialed in. You're very aware, like you like you said. And um, I think the more time you spend pumping uh, premium fuel into your body, again, uh, what am I excited about? Uh, how can I spend more time on what I enjoy doing? How can I map out my vision? Why am I even doing this? Like that deep reflection. I think boom, you wake up on fire, and you're running a million miles an hour, like you said, and and you're selling better. You're 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 painting the vision for the team better. You're writing better copy, whatever it is, your customers are treating them better. You're doing this all better in the same eight hours as somebody who goes, well, I work good under stress. So when I've got 15 phone calls coming in, they're like, oh, I get a lot of work done because I have a deadline at 5 p.m. today. Yeah, but imagine if you were excited to do that before 5 p.m. today. You're going to get it really done and you're going to get it done really well in, in my experience in, in, in life. So uh, it works for me. I get asked a lot. Hey, isn't it hard to wake up in the morning and and and, and do this and that at the beginning? Because I go running every day in the morning, and then and, and friends know it and people know it, and so they say, "Isn't it hard?" And doesn't that need motivation? And it's the opposite. So when two day two hours later, when I am in the meetings, I am super calm and have a lot of energy, and so we can be calm but take the right decisions and do the hard stuff. And, and, and this is then where pressure is, is welcome because we are high energy and now we can put ourselves under pressure and we will ha have some intense sprints of doing stuff and then again, some very relaxed tasks. Yeah, I'd, I'd say, I, you know, I'd, I'd challenge them with saying, isn't it hard you know, to roll out of bed, be groggy all day, be kind of low energy, kind of not really be too excited about the day and, you know, kind of muddle through the day. And then all of a sudden it's 6 p.m. Like, isn't that a hard life versus your 20, 30 minutes of get up, get outside. Uh, like you said, no technology. I'm moving my body. I'm changing my physiology. So then I come inside. And even if someone slaps you in the face, you're like, oh, it's cool. I, I had a win this morning. So that 30 minutes, like you said, it's very easy. The hard thing I think is, to, I think it's much harder life to not do it. Yes. You can make an argument. Is it a harder 30 minutes than sleeping in bed? Sure. You can make that argument, but is it a harder life? Is it a harder day? Is it a harder morning? No, I think it's infinitely easier. So I think it comes back to that, that, that audit of your life and reflection. And now to your point, when you get up, I'm sure it's easy as all heck to get up and go run because you go, this isn't 30 minutes that I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm, this is my day. This is my life that I'm, I'm, I'm setting the, the pace for. And, uh, and it becomes really easy, I'm sure, to go run a mile, two miles, three miles, five miles, whatever you do in the morning versus the guy who goes, it's easier just to roll out of bed and you know, go on the laptop and, and start working. That, that's a hard life to me. I think, that, I think your life is, is infinitely easier, more fulfilled and fun. And I think that's what we're all chasing at the end of the day. We're all chasing a, a happiness. And, and I think running, at least for myself, leads to long-term sustainable happiness, that premium fuel. Laying in bed leads to short-term happiness that wears off very quickly with unleaded fuel. Absolutely. How does your day continue? So you say sales is the main thing. Is, is, that, is that the main part of the morning? Is, is what, I'm sorry? 
So what's the main part of your morning? Yeah, it, um, you know, I, I, I like to line up the harder uh, meetings of the day or tasks after uh, in the morning. I like to, you know, I, I, I'm a big believer in uh, lining up wins for the day um, and, and, and kind of look at I look at life as like a snowball down a hill. So, um, you know, I'll get up and I will uh, journal in the morning, like I said, or meditate on my day. I'll get into even if it's a cold shower for a minute. I think that's a very easy win, has a lot of great, uh, again, physiological changes to your body um, and, and benefits. And then uh, from there, I'll go I'll go into you know, really meetings and calls for about probably six hours of the day, six hours. Um, and then I'll, I'll get a workout in. I'll spend some time with my friends, family, and then I, I will uh, usually circle back to get a little deep work in for about an hour or two where I'm not bugged at all in the evening, not late evening, but kind of earlier evening. Um, and then at night, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I've gotten very good at, I call it like landing the airplane where I'll, I'll shut off technology about an hour and a half, two hours before I go to bed. I'm not watching TV. I'm reading, I'm going on a walk, I'm going in a jacuzzi. Again, I'm, I'm journaling, I'm doing anything that doesn't involve stimulation of my mind where I've been running like this for 12 hours throughout the day and I got to get it to this so that I can go to bed and slow down. And for years, almost a decade, I really struggled with that because I would work right up till 2 a.m., shut the laptop, go to bed, and I really wouldn't go to bed. I'd toss and turn all night and I'm up and you know, people here, you hear you know, entrepreneurs with insomnia or even just Americans or anybody in the world today with all the, the news and, and, and all, you know, all the craziness going on, not being able to unwind and slow down and rest. And I think that's been a very important focus for me is that in the evening, being able to slow everything down to actually get rest and get up. And, and again, you know, we talked about managing energy, you know, it, which goes hand in hand with managing time. And I think getting a peaceful rest, peaceful sleep, uh, and and the steps that lead up to being able to do that, just like we're talking about the steps that lead up to being able to ramp up the day. You're talking about you go running. That's what gets you to ramp up the day. I think it's equally important to learn how to ramp down the day. This is so important. And even if you if you are into that habit, it's exactly as you say, you have to keep being in the zone. Things will come up and they will try to pull you out of the zone. For example, I, I have a great evening routine since years, but these last days I have been sleeping very bad because in the evening I am there with my iPad watching MSNBC, what are the fascists doing right now in your capitals? Yes, exactly. And, but my my wife who who is is also in these routines and habits and, and just sees it and she was like, hey Simon it, this is not your routine watching news for hours. Is this really how do you want to spend the last hour mm -hmm. sleeping? Come on, this is not your routine. Yes. And I was like, wow, thank you. Yeah, it's really pulling me there, but I shouldn't do this. Yes, it's important to know the news, but what is really what is really what you want to move forward? And will you let stupid other people pull you away from that or will you wake up tomorrow in the morning and deliver that first chapter of the book deal that you need to deliver and not be and not be um, tired because of stupid people yeah so and to, you know to, to your point it gets back to what we we're talking about in the workday you know what what do you have control over like you don't have control over people storming the capital at the end of the day like it's going to affect your life and it's probably outside of your control like it is let's just let's just call it what it is so yeah, wh why spending any time with that? Even if you know, God forbid, it led to horrible things happening in your world. 
you probably don't have control over that. So it's the same thing in your day, like we're talking about, like where do I own the most control? It's not about being a control freak, but where do I own the most uh, influence on my life? Like you said, like you spending time watching the news, like you so gracefully caught, like that does not influence your life positively, nor do you even have a chance to influence the outcome of that event. So it, that same questioning that you did for what, you know, what you're spending at night, I think plays back to what we were talking about in the day too. This, this meeting, how much, you know, how much influence does this have on my business? How much change can this make? If this goes, what's the best case scenario of this meeting and how far does that move the business or me along if, if the best case scenario plays out? And if it's not like, wow, that would be great. It's probably not worth the time doing. Absolutely. And this comes so many, so many ways. And what you're describing is a system for inoculating yourself against. Create something that helps you in the morning yep. to be on track and create something that helps you in the evening to wind down so that next day you are full of energy again. For sure. Now, tell us a little bit about your business. You have 4,000 inbound calls. How is that possible? <laughs> we, uh, we operate as a... Um... Uh, a, a, a conduit or a comparison engine for different insurance and financial products, actually worldwide, but we primarily focus in, in, in America. And uh, really what, what we do is uh, our job is to connect uh, Americans, again, with these different products, and we get paid on the introduction. So we're the, the customer generator for some of the, you know, the largest companies, at least here in America, the Geico is progressive of the world. Um, and uh, Liberty Mutuals, all these insurance companies. So uh, yeah, we'll get in front of someone in, in front of someone on social media talking about why it's a good time to uh, check your auto insurance rates and see how much money you can save, uh, convince you through different you know copy and messaging and websites to actually take action, whether that's pick up the phone and call, fill out a form or an application. And the minute you do that and you actually enroll in the service, we get we get paid as we were the the you know call it the, the sales guy that drove you, although we do it through online marketing and paid advertising online. Beautiful. And I'm so excited to hear who you nominate for the strategy award after one word from our sponsors. Hey, if you love what you are hearing, you will love our free masterclasses. Go grab them at strategysprints.com. It's in it's in. If you can pick only one person to give the strategy award to, who is this person? Uh, definitely Tony Robbins. I'm a, uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge Tony Robbins fan. I feel like that's the only guy I actually fanboy over. But, um, you know, he goes so much deeper than just strategizing. Again, around your business, around your day. It's, it, it really, you know, he's got a, I don't know if it's his quote, but it stuck with me forever. He said, most people spend more time designing their next vacation, planning their next vacation than they do planning their life. And uh, man, I was like, that is that when I heard that, it was so true for me. I'll spend I spent more time planning, you know, what I was going to do, where I was going to go in Europe, than I did, you know, what the heck I wanted out of my life and purpose of my life. So, the, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of his seminars. They're they're virtual now. You don't even have to go in person. Uh, his work, what you read, and it's really about again that auditing and planning and designing of your life, and it becomes so much clearer when, like you said, you remove all the minutia around it and you're like this is who i am this is where i'm going this is what i plan on doing and here's the steps i need to get there it, life becomes very easy and works in your favor i think uh, infinitely better so yeah tony robbins for sure did you visit one of the online seminars yeah yeah i've gone to a few in person and then yeah i, I, I watch a handful on in uh on his online one there's another one up coming up in two weeks and of course i have no affiliation with him other than i'm a fan of his but um he's got you know life design and uh, date with destiny and all these these great events that um, 
Yeah, because so much of the power of it was the 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 group and the the energy he can create in one room over time. So I'm curious how that translates in the virtual and if. Yeah, of course it's you know it's not the same as you know ten thousand people jumping around in a stadium listening to EDM music you know to get pumped up in between lessons or something, but uh, they do a really good job. It's a, I would say it's about eighty five to ninety percent of the same value, and the only thing you're missing again is that crowd around you. But they do one heck of a job for it being virtual, and you know again to looking at the positives of it. At first, I was like, ah, I want to go in person and be around all that energy, and now I was like, wait, I can invite a few of my friends to come. Mm, for the same price as my one ticket. Wow, like I can kind of replicate it that way. I don't actually have to travel. So I save two days to travel there, travel home. I was like, there's actually a lot of great benefits around uh, it being virtual. So yeah, I'd say it's still 85, 90% of the same, the same value in my opinion. Cool. And what are the three books that shaped you most? Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's awesome you mentioned that because it made me do some reflecting when uh, you and I were chatting offline about this. Um, and I really realized uh, one of the first books that had a huge influence on me is a book called Utility, Y-O-U-Tility by a man named Jay Bear. And it's actually a social media marketing book, but it, it really, in my opinion, is the best uh, customer service sales book, even just how to make friends book I've ever read. And it has nothing to do with that. It talks about how, how, to, how to successfully grow with social media online. And it's this idea around helping, not selling. Um, and, and I really, when I read that, I really adopted that. And I said, you know, I realized that I was the best sales guy when I was just helping. I was like, let me do an audit of your account. Let me go through here. Let me help. Let me do this. Let me show up at your front doorstep with stakes. Let me just help you anyway. How can I help? How can I help? And I realized that made me the most influential sales guy versus pushing down like a normal sales guy. Boom, 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 you know, down your throat. It was more, you know, how can I add value? And that really transformed how I talked to people, how I sold, how I talked to a team, hired people, ran the business. So I, I loved that book. And again, too, when you read it, you'll be like, this is, you know, a 10 year old book on, on how to, you know, how to uh, put Facebook posts up. Um, but it, it's so much more, I think, when you read in between the lines. Um, second book was uh, The Four Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Um, and that was really, you know, I read that over a decade ago at this point, I think. And, um, it's, it, it, it was like, I was real, I was in my teens and it wasn't even as much the idea around only working four hours that got me excited. It was the introduction to hiring remote VAs and people and, uh, and really the, uh, uh, how efficient he ran his life that got me so excited. Um, so excited. And, and, and I think that that helped give me a, a huge push of fuel early on on the internet uh, when it was really difficult or struggling to say, hey, this is the goal I'm going, I'm going towards not to work four hours for me. It was really just how do I engineer my life to be as efficient as possible was, was something I was very excited about. And then the last book, in my opinion, the best investing book is uh, in Unshakable by Tony Robbins, my guy. Um, but it, it, it really, I think, talks down a lot or breaks down a lot of uh, financial advisor fees and where people lose a ton of money, uh, where to get started, especially in my generation in your 20s. You know, a lot of us grew up, our parents made money off their, their houses, their homes. So we, we, you know, a lot of us are still ingrained with that's where you make the most money. You buy, you buy a house. Uh, and sometimes that's usually not statistically the, be the best investment for your money or the best return versus somewhere in the market. And where do you put it? How do you do it? So uh, um, again, without going in depth, I, anyone who's got cash and is like, yeah, I want to invest or do more with it. 
Um, you know, I, I, I highly recommend that book. It's helped me. It's helped my, my financial business. Okay. My, my, my personal wealth. I look at that as another business and uh, it's helped that grow and help me engineer that better. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And, um, so if people want to know more about you and stay in touch with you, where should they go? Yeah, I'm, I'm fairly active on Instagram. So, uh, it's just my first and last name, Anthony Sarandria. Also, if you just Google me, reach out on there. I don't, have anything to, to sell if, if you want to, uh, I don't have a course or anything. So I, I, I do respond to every, everybody's messages. Happy to help. I listen to hundreds at this time. At that time it was YouTube and books. Now it's podcasts to, to help get, get to me where I am today. So I'm happy to give back anyway I can. So, um, yeah, feel free to reach out with any questions or anything I can help with. And I, it might take me a few days, but I will, uh, res I respond to darn near everybody. Who should be my next guest? Yeah, there's a, a, a young girl named Megan Mahoney, um, who I'm, I'm friends with. And uh, she, I think, is doing some very interesting things on SEO and organic marketing that uh, a lot of companies are not thinking of doing or, or tapping into, taking advantage of really, in my opinion, the highest quality traffic source on the internet that I think 98 out of a hundred brands ignore. Um, and she does a really good job on that. It helps, helps a lot of brands. So I, I, I was really impressed with her strategy and, and what she does. So, uh, that, that would be my, uh, my recommendation for your next guest. Super cool. Thank you, Anthony, for being on the show and, uh, people check out Anthony Sarandrea. Thank you so much. Keep rolling, brother. Later, bro. Thanks. Bye-bye. Avoid trying to do thousands of things that doesn't work. We have 274 templates for your business success. Reach your ambitious goals with one-on-one -on -one sprint coach. We double your revenue in 90 days.